2: in terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Rogers is streaking ahead and is
0: onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! Oh, post for Shearer. Goal!
1: McLaughlin has it. hard oh, deflection And the goal! To Mitchell!
2: It's
0: Incredible!
2: Pommel! No, no. I will win this league anyway, Richard. He's hit it. It's Bradley. Harry Doyle strikes again, and a brilliant goal from
0: Harry McCann! remains green water remains wet you know what's happened swindon town have won away from home yet again lovely stuff however this one wasn't exactly a cakewalk and here to discuss of course is connor hello connor
3: hi rich i've just put my passport away after a long weekend uh, in a foreign country that's a, it's about as foreign as it's got for me for two years so E-I-E-I-E-O, I guess
0: Yeah, up that Football League. Hopefully we go. Now also joining us, a return. An unlikely return, you could say, considering he's employed by the opposition. But it's the original. It's Ben Wills. Hello, Ben. Hello,
1: Rich. I'm slightly disappointed you haven't introduced me as Wadman, but... (laughs) To be honest, I'm more I'm more offended that I, it's my first game back in a couple of weeks, and you've uh, you've opened up with mocking one of my tweets. So I'm logging off now. I'll see you,
0: <laughs> Wadmin, It's been a pleasure. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Ben? You good?
1: Yeah, good. Obviously, I'm in a bit of a weird uh, flux state of emotions after Saturday afternoon, but. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm pretty good generally and I'm enjoying life uh, as as a Newport media manager. So uh, I'm all good, thank you.
0: Fantastic. Connor, how long would it take you to join the dark side? You know, years of supporting a club and then have mixed emotions when the club that you have supported for years beats your employers. How long do you think it would take you to uh, to turn? Do you know what? This is the best thing about not working
3: in football is I don't have to, uh, to worry about those kind of questions. I, I think... To be honest, knowing me, it could be very, very quickly, despite the fact that uh, I definitely wouldn't consider it at the moment. So, do you know what? I I think fair play to Ben. Those mixed emotions, that's more than many would have mustered up um, after yesterday.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think within days, I would turn, I think, you know... (laughs) Get me paid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I am a gunslinger for hire. Up the mighty Morecambe. I don't know. <laughs> so are you saying you're sort of a high rent version of Scotty T or whatever he was called in in the summer? If I can find out what platform Scotty T got that uh, little gig from, then sign me up. You know, f- <laughs> five figures just to say a, to wind up a few fans.
1: I- I am so out of the loop of uh, and time that I generally thought Scotty T with Scott Twine for half a second then and then I remembered what happened during the (laughs) (laughs) time.
0: Oh, lovely. Um, Ben, I don't know how you prep for this game but... I had the absolute delightful honour of being in the company of Connor and our very own JR, Sophie as well, of course. What a lovely afternoon we had.
1: Yeah, I was. Uh, we were all there in some capacity. It was a, lot, it was a bit of a low stretch of reunion, but I just happened to be about 100 yards away from where you guys were. So uh, I hope you had a good time while I slaved away at a laptop.
0: Yeah, I, I hear though, Ben, you were much closer to JR than he should have been.
1: Uh, I can't confirm or deny to, to keep his safety and his elig- eligibility to get into football grounds, but... Um... <laughs>
0: (laughs) He was in the home end. I was going to
1: say, without specifying
3: that, it does sound like Ben has a restraining order against Joe. So um,
0: I think it's good that we clarified that. He was allowed in. Um, He was one of the lucky few Swindon fans, I think, that managed to get through the turnstiles. Um, What an absolute maverick. He's hiding now, though, so that probably speaks volumes. Yeah, somewhere in England, lying low and rightly so. Connor, we had a great time too. Oh, it was a wonderful day out, wasn't it? Um, enjoyed the uh, the sights, smells,
3: tastes uh, of, of Tiny Rebel, uh, enjoyed the walk up to the ground, um, particularly enjoyed being on the bridge after the game and it's swaying from side to side and we we're just being sort of tossed hither and thither. That was the highlight of my day. Um, and, you know, the game wasn't half bad as well, I guess, in the end. Uh, so, yeah, all in all, a very successful away day.
0: Yeah, I want to. I want to focus on the bridge more than the game at the moment because, um, as somebody who went to the brewery or whatever it is Tiny Rebel and didn't have one alcoholic beverage, one as the game started, I was far too tired for somebody who hadn't been drinking, and two. That bridge, I was just like, am I drunk for a few precious moments as it swayed? And then I think Sophie said, is the bridge moving? I was like, oh, thank goodness. Thank God, yeah, yeah. It really reassured me. (laughs) (laughs) Was that before or after the policeman tried to
3: kill me? Uh, That was before, yeah. At the end of the bridge is when um, we were sort of waiting to go. The policeman said go, and then a car just came steaming through at probably about 30
0: miles an hour, so... (laughs) You know, you would still have had a percentage chance of living. Yeah, I think so. It's all about how you fall at that stage, <laughs> I think. Oh, yes. What a lovely day it was. Um, let's talk about the game then. So, Swinnertown line-up. No real surprises there. Wolakot in goal. Conroy, Odomeo and Hunt at the back with Arkes and Iandolo as wing-backs. Reed, Gladwin and Payne in midfield with Gilbert and Simpson up front. Ben... Do you even, I mean, I don't even know what to ask you. I don't know what you're allowed to talk about. I don't know what, <laughs> whether you focusing on Swindon is something that you want to do right now, but say nice things about Swindon for me. Well, that makes two of us, because
1: uh, I wonder how, how much trouble I'm going to get on on Monday afternoon, probably, when this, when this goes out, and, and they've all heard it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what I can say myself. <laughs> but what I, what I will say is that I think, I'll be very diplomatic, but honest in saying that Saturday was quite entertaining, especially for a, a League Two point of view. Where although it was quite cagey for the first sort of twenty half an hour, it was two, three, five twos in some in various guises going against each other and trying to figure each other out. I think this was two um, pretty good teams in League Two that will be out there coming end of the season, um, doing a pretty good advert for League Two as much as you can get from that level.
0: Cool, he's good, isn't he, Connor? Listen to
3: that. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's perfect diplomacy. We need you representing this country um at the international stage, Ben. Uh yeah, I, it was it was interesting, wasn't it? Because I, I think um both teams kind of similar styles, like you mentioned that the formations, and I think what, what both teams are trying to do um is um is very similar. Um, I, I guess on viewing of the game you might just say because um Rowbury's been there a little bit less time than Ghana, maybe um we're a, a tiny little bit further ahead in, in, in that sense um but yeah it was it was a good game it kind of had a big game feel I think which you know quite often um like even going to Newport in in the past um there hasn't quite been that but I think because it's two very good teams um big attendance um uh, I, I guess for Newport in the home end but also in the away end obviously it was sold out um it just had that that sort of crunch game feel which you don't usually get in November but um yeah it was it was it was very very good um and uh yeah, looking at the team is it it, broadly what what could have been expected. I guess the one, the one question mark that we sort of were discussing, Rich, before the game was, is it going to be Gilbert or is it going to be uh, Jaden Mitchell Lawson? Um, and um, yeah, I think I think I would have probably chosen Jaden Mitchell Lawson um, over Gilbert, but I can understand why um, Gilbert was in there. Otherwise, it's pretty much given the injury situation, what you would have expected.
0: Yeah, I I, I believe I said something along the lines of this feels like a JML game. Um, he played no minutes. <laughs> ben, in terms of the turnout, turnout for for Newport, when I went the last time where Newport comfortably beat us two 0 and scored after you know a matter of seconds, I don't recall seeing that little sort of handful on the terrace behind the goal. Was that a, was that a big crowd for Newport for Swindon, or has it been increasing with the good run of form that that they've had?
1: I think it's a combination of a lot of factors. I mean, I've only been there since October, so I'd be lying if I said I was an expert on the history of Newport attendances, but it's certainly the biggest one. Since I've been there and it's, it's a combination of factors of a uh, new manager bounce is still alive and well, but I mean, apart from the weekend, he had a hundred, had a hundred percent early league record. Uh, obviously Swindon is not a derby and I, I have stressed that to, to my colleagues, but uh, it's a local clash, if you want to call it that. Newport don't have many teams in and around them in league two, as you know, being from literally another country in many ways. So Swindon being a local one does get that increased attendance. And there's a, a bit of fervour as well, which is which is quite nice, as long as most people behave themselves. And uh, and yeah, like I said, there's, there's a bit of a feel-good factor around the place, given that Robius had a pretty good start since he's arrived.
0: There's something that I've mentioned before. Something I really don't like is when teams trying or fans try and force a rivalry and in some of the build-up to this game I did get this sort of sense that Newport fans were trying to make this much bigger than it actually was however that said Swindon fans were going on the pitch celebrating later in the game (laughs) so it kind of it it kind of had its impact to a degree.
3: Yeah um, I
0: I always think with these
3: kind of things it's like very easy to take two or three wind-up merchants on social media as indicative of a fan base. So I don't, I don't, know if like most Newport fans particularly care about Swindon more than any other game. I'm sure that's, that's probably, it's probably not the case. Um, but yeah, there, there seemed to be sort of uh, a few people just in, in like outside the stadium that sort of were sort of on a bit of a wind up as well. Um, so um a little bit of an interesting one I guess it's just going to be one of those things where if you get a local game and there's going to be a big attendance if even if there's no rivalry there really between the two clubs um there's going to be uh a, ba- a, a bit of back and forth and uh I think you you get that sort of during the 90 minutes in any game uh people just sort of can get carried away so with the pitch invasions and all that kind of thing um I don't know if that necessarily has to be a rival but you know a late goal dramatic fashion um after a game that had kind of trundled along. Um, I, I guess those kind of things can happen. But yeah, I, I definitely didn't get like the, the impression it was a derby. What I was getting the impression is, you know, we've found Newport a, t- a difficult place to go in the last few years. They've beaten us at home, obviously, um, as well. I think the last time we played them there. Um, so there was a level of apprehension. I think when I was on after the Oldham game, if I wasn't, last time I was on, I mentioned at the Old Oldham game um, that I went into that one very much. Like I'll be disappointed if we don't win by two or three. Um, and that was very far from the case for Newport. I was quite apprehensive. I thought today is exactly when our run would usually come to an end. Um, which I think probably shows the respect that I guess we have to have for Newport. But um, yeah, no, it's, it it's a it's a weird one, isn't it? But um, I, I think it it's just one of those things where
0: when a game feels big, the uh, the emotions get highly charged anyway. Something I've noticed from a few. Uh, games that I've seen involving Welsh sides is the fans are very keen to get the sort of anti-Welsh songs out the way. Um, so, like the "We Know What We Are," and they even had an inflatable sheep, um, which probably stumped a fair few Swindon fans who had it already from the hymn sheet to sing from. But Newfa- Newport fans were already singing them.
1: Yeah, I have, to, I have to say the inflatable sheep is a new one uh, in terms of what I've seen since uh, since last month, but you're definitely right in terms of uh, they're, they're keen to get the, uh, the sheep uh, songs out of the way. I, I think it's, it's one of those things. I think it's one of those combinations to bullying, isn't it? Like if you make fun of yourself and that sort of deflects away from the pain. So I think, uh, any Welsh club is like yeah we know what's going to happen here so we'll just own it rather than uh, rather than be victims to this
0: yeah I I did also in the second half hear some anti-England sort of songs and then looking at their team sheet I think there was only one Welshman in the starting 11 all the others were English which must be so conflicting and confusing for the squad
1: (laughs) yeah I think it's poor Ollie Keeper on his own being the being the one Welshman but yeah, I have to say, uh, I didn't when I when I first started walking from from the train station to the ground. There's a couple of Swindon fans chatting in England rather than Swindon, which is a bit confusing. But I suppose <laughs> that is not uh, too dissimilar to literally every other team in England when they get a, a, a day at Cardiff, Swansea, Newport, Wrexham, etc.
0: Yeah, England's the England chant. Only I only heard it immediately after Newport equalised, I think. But enough of that. Let's talk about this because this is the first away win against Newport County in the league since Boxing Day 1980. 2-0 win. Chris Kamara and Russell Lewis with the goals. I think even Swindon played most of that game with an outfield player in goal too. But the first half, Connor, it it, it was very, it was like a bit of like a sparring match, wasn't it? Two sides playing a very similar style, just sort of almost afraid to do the positive thing and to shoot on goal swindon a lot of critics that i've read saying that we were sort of afraid to shoot in the first half uh
3: yeah i think it is one of those games where um when sometimes when you don't score a lot of goals it can be it can so sort of maybe be a little bit deceptive about how good or bad your performance is i think some people say oh nil nil after half time like surely we should be doing so much better sometimes you can you can play really well you maybe not carved out that opening but also um, we were you know if you might you might be solid enough sort of to have not conceded so I, I don't think there was really any negative to the performance. It was I think it was more a, a sort of thing of trying to sort of get keep ourselves into the game up until the point where we can strike and um, if that makes sense um, but to be honest I think the the first half was very very even um, I, I haven't seen the numbers of shots or possession or anything or territory or anything like that uh, but the the kind of um, rough feeling that I had is that both teams had sort of two or three half decent chances, nothing really, really clear cut. Um, probably Newport shaded the opening exchanges and then we shaded the, the end of the half, um, you know, with, with, you know, diff- some chances going against that run of play um, on either side. So um, I was, I was thinking this, this game is just kind of on a knife edge at half time and uh Yeah, definitely, definitely a very even game. And I think two teams that, like you say, were very, very uh, similar. Um, But the fact that Swindon did kind of grow into the game um, definitely was reassuring at halftime.
0: Ben, obviously, you know, the last thing I want to do is sort of like patronise Newport because their form going into this game was really, really good. Seven uh, unbeaten, four of those were wins, three draws. Was what we were seeing from Newport in that first half? Was that pretty much on par with how they've been playing in those successful games previously, or was there a little dip? Or was were things pretty much going to plan in that first forty five for Newport?
1: They're they're a pretty dominant side. Under there's a very little uh, good amount of data to, to, to judge Rob but from what from what he has had, they've they've pretty much dominated every game. They've they've not won all of them, but won most of them. But <laughs> walking Way in the cup uh, didn't quite go to plan. But generally, they've been a team that creates a lot of chances, and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities between Newport and Swindon in many ways. Not least the managers, who one look alike, and two have identical philosophies. So yeah, Newport have been that that is a typical Newport first half. Normally, they've got a goal to show for it, um, especially the last league game at home. They were often they're three 0 up against Stevenage at halftime. So they have been a, they have been a pretty dominant side and. I think uh, <laughs> Swindon was probably the first time uh, other than Walk and they've not had a goal to show for it after a, after a bright first half.
0: Yeah. Connor, in in terms of first half talking points, I want to talk about Kane, Kessler, Hayden. Two, three minutes where it really livened up, especially the the home fans. The first one was for what, our Kess wanted as a penalty from where I was, because me and you we didn't stand in the same part of the away end, but from where I was stood, it looked like he'd milked it. And then immediately afterwards, well immediately a, a minute or so later, the subsequent foul on Kessler Hayden by Mickey Dimitri, which couldn't be questioned. <laughs> I I suppose it, it was really interesting how these couple of minutes really played its part in the in the in the whole game, that the narrative there, because Kessler Hayden could have easily sort of cowered and shrunk into himself, but he seemed to enjoy the booze that happened for the remainder of the game.
3: Yeah, which is good. I think if you're going to be good on an away day, you're going to have to enjoy the part of the pantomime villain. I think a few members of the squad um, have kind of spoken to that in the in the press over the last few weeks. And um, it definitely seemed, I mean, if you look at the the, the scenes after the second goal, that Kane um, Kessler Hayden was really enjoying himself. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think... Um, that he did look bright in the first half, which was good. Um, obviously, I, th- I think you're right in terms of judging those two those two moments. Definitely, the the first one's nowhere near a penalty, and uh, it's one of those ones where you know sometimes I'll just in the away end feel like I need to appeal, even though I've, even if I don't think it is. But that one, I just kind of had to chuckle to myself, like you're never gonna get that. Um, but yeah, no, um, I think I think he's he's kind of growing into it a little bit. I think he. he was obviously, he started off really well, has had some rocky patches throughout his uh, swimming career so far. But I think the more we see of him, sort of, the more he's kind of um, building up ahead of steam. And I, I think the good thing about Keza Hayden at the moment is he just seems to be sort of quietly ticking over and going under the radar, which probably from a right back, you don't need him to be grabbing the headlines every week. You just want him to be doing the right things, making the right decisions. And uh, he was a constant danger for them and, um, for us against them. Um, in the first half, definitely, um, and uh, seems to be adding a bit more solid- solidity uh, to his game as well. So, um, yeah, it was enjoyable to watch him on Saturday.
0: Yeah, at uh, half time, I was cold. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was kind of thinking about the game, and it just, at that stage, it felt like this was going to be nil nil all the way through. And even in the opening stages of the second half, Ben, it, it, it felt like it was going that way.
1: I thought a goal was was going to happen, not least because I'm used to Don Telford literally scoring every week. But I, I think uh, as the as the minutes did tick down, I was getting used to this. It would have been the most typical thing of like which which team do I want to win more here in in my own narrative, and then obviously it's going to be a nil nil draw. But uh, it didn't work out in that way in the end. But uh, both teams had something to cheer. But sadly for uh, sadly for me, from a work perspective, it was it was fun on this occasion. But I did feel, I did feel a goal was was coming because both teams are pretty attacking and, and Newport have. I mean, one of their front two is going to score and usually it's Dom and in this case it happened
0: to be Dom again. Was that a quiet day for Baker Richardson?
1: Yeah, I, I guess so. He's, he's he's a weird one where he doesn't have many shots but he tends to pop up at something. I mean, there's there's so many parallels with this Newport team and uh, the, the front two that Swindon had in 2019-20 where Dom Telford is the Owen Doyle of scoring literally every week and uh, Baker Richardson is filling the Jerry Yates void of uh, he doesn't get the headlines because he's not scoring as many as Dom but he's always chipping in as well and if he if took Dom out of the picture then Baker Richardson starts to be really good but he doesn't quite get the attention he deserves because because uh, T- Talford is doing so much more
0: just felt so nostalgic when you started talking about Jerry Yates then <laughs> ben. just giving me flashbacks to two years ago the glory days Ben
1: well this is, this is what I'm saying I'm, re- I'm kind of reliving them they're not, they're not quite as good as that yet but uh, the front two I've got so many parallels going for them which is quite fun
0: well this was a much better performance than a Jerry Yates era Swindon town trip to Rodney Parade that's for sure Conor We'll get to things like Man of the Match a bit later, but Jojo Wallacott was certainly in the thoughts of many fans and he even got in one of the, uh, I think, the Football League newspaper put him in as um, the goalkeeper in the Team of the Week for, for League Two. He did a few acrobatic saves. One push to the far post was particularly good. I think I kind of expect this from Jojo now. I mean, I'm as big a fan of Jojo as you can possibly get remember me whining and, and whinging when people wanted Lewis Ward in the squad after the Forest Green game. But I think my my expectations of him, it didn't feel like a, like a man of the match potential performance because that's what he does.
3: There's probably three um, sort of saves that are kind of of note. Um there's there's the one where the free kick comes in on the on the angle and you're expecting a header but it bounces and then goes towards goal. It would have been going in and he's yeah, like I say, acrobatically pushes it around. Um there's another one where he just kind of gets right in the way when it looks like someone's about to clear it. Um I I think they're kind of regulation saves, which he makes look particularly good because his technique and his agility um are are very good. He looks so comfortable. Um and against a, a team that were I mean obviously them a lot more attractive to watch now than in the previous iterant um of what we've we've seen in Newport before but still handy with the long throws um having a goalkeeper that's so comfortable in the air um is is really useful um but yeah I think I think it's probably one of those things where we have come to expect that of him and I, I think that what his performance maybe lacked for me in terms of going to become man of the match is just that one outstanding moment in terms of shutting down a one-on-one, um making a save where he's sort of plucking it right out of the top corner. Um all, all things that we know that he can do. Um but yeah I think I think goalkeeper as man of the match for that game doesn't quite tell the story. You know, Newport did have chances, but again it's it's not like really clear cut chances. So um yeah I see I, I a very good performance from him. Um, and I, I definitely wouldn't argue too much with, with people that are choosing him um we're very lucky to have him uh but uh yeah for me um it, it's very much the classic jojo wallacott winning performance which definitely is a good thing
0: yeah i mean the bbc stats state that newport had 18 chances on goal seven of which were on target to swindon's 11 and three given the final score but i i don't remember 18 chances on goal at all i don't i don't remember thinking oh it's coming i mean ben those towelled long throws and you know crosses into the box. Is that is that very much the norm for Newport?
1: I wouldn't say so actually. I think it I think it used to be. Certainly i when I was covering just Findon, I think Newport were always quite famous for their long throws, but I don't think I think we only see it in desperation um with, with his current squad. Like Mickey's got a decent throw on him, but I think They've had players in the past. I think like Ben Tozer used to play for Newport, didn't he? So he was always he was always using them, but he's he's gone now. So I don't think Newport. They're not they're certainly not known for the long throws, put it like, that way, like they were a few years ago. There, they're a bit more modern now. But I think they, it's a it's a decent tool in their armour if they do need it because Mickey's got a decent throw on him. But I don't think it's their uh, their main their main route for goal now.
0: Yeah, and and from a work perspective, Ben, up until say the seventieth minute. What were you thinking? Were you th- thinking this is you know next goal wins? Were you thinking that you know Newport are doing enough because you know it was it was it was sort of building up a little bit. My feelings that it was going to finish nil nil were were beginning to be you know I was doubting myself a little bit at that stage. We were, were you thinking from the home ends that you know we're going to get this or did you think that? It it was still very much even.
1: I'm I'm kind of a slave to the fans when games are quite uh, nip and tuck, and the, the Newport uh, volume was was rising uh, like little by little by by every passing minute. So I was I was, I was kind of thinking they're gonna they're gonna suck one in, in a minute. And like I said, I'm I'm it's a, it's rare that a game passes where Dom doesn't score. So I was like he's gonna get one soon. But generally, it was quite even. I think Newport just about shaded it, but it was one of those games that was going to go either way. And it wasn't in a weird way. It wasn't a massive surprise when three was scored because you just knew that both teams had had that in their locker. But uh, yeah, I, I was more conflicted. My juxtaposition of who I wanted more to win. It was a weird. It was a weird feeling when I was getting nervous when were on the attack, which <laughs> probably <laughs> tells you that I'm I'm definitely more incorporated into work mode now. That I wanted my weekend to go well from a work perspective. But uh, but Sinderman edged on this on this occasion.
0: Connor, sixty third minute. Johnny Williams comes on for Gilberts to much applause from the away end and some applause from the home end too. Weirdly enough, I'm always a bit surprised when that happens. And he was he was quite lively. Did he change the game? Um, I think yes and no. I think he improved
3: what was sort of going forward becoming quite limp from us. Um, but I don't think he was like directly in, involved in us sort of getting the two goals. So um, it it wasn't like a Harry McCard against Bristol Rovers changing of the game. Um, but it certainly wasn't like a, a small impact. He 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 was good um, um, on the day. I mean, if we if we go in on Gilbert, not, I not go in is the wrong the wrong term. If we focus in on Gilbert, uh, I. I'm really losing patience with him. I I don't like to criticise Swindon players too much, um, because you know there's always loads of different things going on. But the problem that I've got, I've got a couple of problems with him. The the first one is, you know, as a player, I I just don't think he quite fits what we're doing. You know, that he's not quite as direct as McCurdy or even like JML. I think he's one of those players that's kind of caught in between that kind of forward and midfield role where he's going to have to pick whatever he wants to become rather than try and be all things to all people, because he will dip into midfield quite a lot. Um, And it's just quite frustrating. I think his performances have, they started off pretty well when he joined in September. And I think they've kind of slowly just kind of leveled out and not, not really gone anywhere. Um, I think if you look in comparison to a lot of the sort of other younger loanies, they've might made might have made mistakes um, here or there. I have games where they've they've been quiet, but there's they've they've hit higher heights than uh, uh, than he has. And I think at this point, he's just kind of a waste of a loan for us. Not not that he's not going to have a, a bright future in the game, um, but I think if we're not going to get the performances from him now, and um, we have players in the same position. That are our own that we could be playing. For me, Mitchell Lawson should probably have been playing. If not Mitchell Lawson, then you know you've got someone like a Harry Parsons that I know is out of Chippenham, but you know we could just be playing him instead of Alex Gilbert. I think they're they're probably pretty similar in terms of level of performance at the moment, um, and one is our own asset um, at the club, and one you know could be back at Brentford in January. It seems like a waste of time for us to try and develop him because. I could only see him going back but in January, but it, I don't know. He was. I was getting more and more frustrated with him where I then start to think, am I just getting myself more and more wound up at it and trying to read too much into everything he does? But I think there was just sort of maybe a case of trying to force it at different points and at other points where he just looked really casual and sloppy. But um, for me, he shouldn't really be that close to
0: this team. Yeah, it's interesting because... Gilbert's played much less football than say Tyrese Simpson but the debate with Tyrese has been quite fierce for quite some time i think that was Alex Gilbert's fifth start for Swindon in the league but certainly within that time people were st- debating about Tyrese and you know saying well he's only 19 Alex Gilbert although only a few months is actually older than Tyrese Simpson which is is crazy when you think about it but i i do i do sort of agree that because we know how well-respected Brentford B is as a, as a, as a, as a setup, we kind of were a little bit more excited. I mean, to be honest, I, I don't think he was the plan. I think he was probably on top of another target that we wanted. I think he was going to come in as your, your Ben house, but whoever we couldn't get on deadline day, um, well, that didn't happen. And then suddenly Alex Gilbert become a much more important potential squad player for us, but one touch too many, maybe over eager, but it's not working at the moment, is it? No, I don't think so. And I, like I say, you
3: look at sort of loans that different players have. Um, I think Harry McCurdy was, had, had like quite a few loans before ended up in the lower league sort of permanently um, and didn't really make anywhere at home, but is obviously having a career now. I'm not going to draw the direct parallel they're very different players. Um, but just because this isn't working out at this precise moment in time doesn't mean he won't become a very good player and doesn't mean that he might not go on and haunt us in a future, guys, um, at a different club, which I'm sure will happen because I've now committed this this thought to audio. Um, it's just one of those things where, I, yeah, obviously you can you can probably draw the parallels with the the Tyree Simpson thing, but I, I guess the the main counter I'd have to that is that Tyree Simpson, um, even if there have been like problems with his game. Um, that the that people have raised, and fair enough. I think he's been much more positive for us um, in the whole. I, I think Gilbert. I mean, yesterday he was just taking up a place in the team that could have been used by a player that was going to have a much more positive impact on the game. He just just wasn't quite at it. But you know, I, I would like to be wrong, um, but I just don't think I'm, I just don't think I am in this case. <laughs>
0: yeah and I think where I was going with that was more about how we treat players or how we discuss and debate players as loan signings as opposed to where they play on the pitch is you know the, the Tyree stuff has been really quite passionate amongst fans, but Alex Gilbert kind of doesn't have that you know he doesn't play well, he plays well, and fans tend to shrug i I guess it's the importance of center forward as opposed to playing just behind. Ben, Finn Azaz, is he is he usually as clinical with his headers as he was for the Swindon first goal?
1: <laughs> I've given that to LSA Underlow and it stays at LSA Underlow until I see definitive proof because I've seen that goal a few times and I can't make out who gets the final touch but I'm guessing I'm guessing there was a Zaz based on what you said. But uh, to answer a question in by not answering your question, he's a very good player. He's doing quite well for Newport and he was unfortunate on this occasion.
0: It's a hell of a finish, isn't it, Connor? Do you
3: know what? After the playoffs, uh, not the playoffs season, after the, the Welland's title winning season when when Ben was obviously on here quite frequently and was frequently taking goals that our attackers scored and giving them his own goals uh, due to deflections and all that kind of thing, I think it's refreshing uh, that,
1: that he's now giving that to Elisar and Delo. So thanks, Ben. Connor, what we we are not going to revisit that Exeter game where the the most (laughs) 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 was given to Owen Doyle, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm over it. I think. I
0: think. I think the difference between that Exeter goal with Owen Doyle and Ellis Iandolo against Newport County is I think Doyle was claiming that for at least four seconds longer than he should have uh, before he kind of sort of "Ah, it wasn't me. Iandolo was quite. uh, he kind of wheeled away and straight away stopped going, no, it's not me. I'm not having that. Because <laughs> if he does, if he if he scores his first goal in four years, he's not just going to sort of walk away. He's going to give it the absolute big guns, isn't he? Well,
1: Rich, you you, st- you stole my point there and turned it a different way. So I was going to say that as a... As, uh... As you said, Andrew Hall said in commentary, "There's Alessandro's first goal of the four years, so just just let him have the thing rather than give it to an own goal because uh, Finn's a good player and doesn't deserve it.
0: Hey, he's got to learn. He's got to learn. <laughs> but it didn't, it didn't matter though, did it? Because you know, is it a smoke bomb or is it what do we call them?" I know smoke bombs, yeah. I mean, They're smoke bombs. So the smoke bomb goes off, the surge. It was the most ridiculous celebration from the fans. I mean, I, I said it was a bit over the top in my uh, in my middle aged, not quite middle aged sort of grumpiness, because when you celebrate a goal, right, to surge forward is because you want to celebrate with the players, isn't it? So the fans surge forward, but the goal scored at the other end of the pitch. Who are they surging to? Jojo Wallacott's water bottle you know (laughs) um no i think that i think there
3: is a natural instinct to go forward um so i can i can understand the surge i think what that goal did and the celebrations that that follow because to be honest it took me about half a second longer than it probably should have done to realize the goal was in um just just after (laughs) just because of the sort of view that you've got from two rows deep in the uh uh, in the away end at, at newport um I I think it just injected something into the game. Um, the game was kind of ambling along. Like I, I think Newport were the better team in the second half, by, by quite a long way actually. Uh, but the longer it was nil nil, the longer you, like at least in my my view of sort of the amount of times I've seen Swind in the season, just the longer I I sort of start to think oh, we're gonna nick this, we're gonna nick this. We nicked it with that. <laughs> I mean, it was it was not quite a deserved goal, but we we started to build up a small little head of steam. Um, and I think it was just the point that you know, it just livened up a little bit in the way end. Not, not the things that have been sort of particularly drab and boring, but, um, I just think that gave the fuel that we needed. We needed that smoke bomb to go off. Um, we needed just sort of, uh, a little bit of energy. Um, what we didn't need is to concede immediately from kickoff. <laughs> um, I just, and then I felt like that MK Don's fan from a couple of years ago. Um, because you literally celebrating celebrating And then I look up and LSA Angelos being pushed off the ball and, uh, it's in the back of our net. It's, it, it's, it's so quick.
0: Yeah. Well, Dom Telford does what Dom Telford does and that's score in 2-1 losses to Swindon Town. But you were very happy he scored, weren't you, Ben?
1: Well, Alessandro, I sound know.
0: No, Don Telford.
1: Don Telford I was, yeah. So I I zoned out for him and then I was, <laughs> I was thinking I had to be diplomatic for whatever answer was coming next. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, I was I was very happy that Don Telford scored, not not least because I can keep up the impressive he can keep he can keep up the impressive stats and uh and keep me an easy match previews that I can mention in his latest good work. So yeah, and and I had the tweet planned from about half time onwards. So yeah, that was that was all good. But sadly, it didn't age particularly well.
0: No, it didn't, thankfully. Um, That temporary stand isn't football fan friendly, really. I didn't really enjoy the away ends. I've done the corner and I've done behind the goal now. And both times I've not really felt like I've... I don't know what it is, but I've not enjoyed it. But what really amused me um, when Telford scored was obviously Swindon fans don't know whether to just keep singing you know, the, the cloud of the smoke bomb is still there. Um, you know, do we, do we just, you know, just go for it and just keep singing? Do we, do we be quiet? Do we bemoan it? Um, do we take the Newport fans going delirious towards us? Um, and move on it's that and the awkwardness and then there's still fans arguing with stewards over the swinding celebrations the stewards by the way Connor very very good
3: yes very very good I mean so from where I stood was kind of right behind the goal which was where like most of the stewards were positioned and I think they were just sort of engaged in quite a lot of sort of friendly chatter with uh, with the people around there obviously sort of trying to keep things safe and keep people out of the walkways and all that kind of thing but I think they did a really good job of keeping things in proportion because it probably was one of those kind of atmospheres where if you get some like heavy-handed stuff, um, then people can lose their temper and stupid stuff can happen. But um, you know, things like after the smoke bomb, they just didn't they didn't move it out of proportion. And uh, I think, yeah, at the end of the game, I just thought, you know, fair play. That's pro- probably the best shooting we've had um, of the away games I've been to this season because you know you, you get some some uh, interesting characters. Um, doing doing it some places um, but yeah no um, yeah very compliments to to your club then
1: I will pass it on uh, probably won't but, but <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's good to hear that Swindon are getting some nice stewards from from the grounds I'm visiting though because I was at Stevenage uh, that fateful afternoon and uh, yeah we'll, we'll leave it there but um, yeah yeah I think it's an infancy probably stop with the whole smoke bomb business. I I don't actually mind it massively, uh, but at the end of the day, they're not allowed in-ground, so should, you should probably stop before uh, the away lo- uh, attendance gets limited even more than it already has done this season after Stevenage and the rest.
0: Well, one, I'm glad you didn't zone out this time, Ben. And two, <laughs> <laughs> and two, nice to see you're uh, in a professional EFL capacity response there Um, in regards to smoke bombs. It's Stevenage when you brought three in. Um, it was a completely <laughs> yeah. different story altogether, wasn't it? For
1: the sake, for the sake of the Newport fans that listen to this, that is a lie. Please
0: do. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah. So, so what about the uh, Swindon shirt you were wearing under your coat uh, yesterday? What about that? Was that a lie too? Uh,
1: yes, that is. But I, I will, I will, uh, I will be honest. And and uh, I was genuinely advised to not wear uh, Newport club attire on the train up, just in case. Some of those famous Rowdy Swindon fans starred on me, or anything of that nature. So I was in a, I was in a lovely shirt and trousers, which, uh, which, which was quite, quite suited and booted for, for Swindon brackets H. I'm,
0: I'm trying to remember the 14 minutes between Telford's equaliser and Payne's winner, and Connor, kind of, I think my memory of it, I, I kind of felt at the time that. Both teams are going to sort of close off and just, oh, we'll take the 1-1. We we tried. We, we both got a goal. We couldn't defend it. Let's just, let's get the point and cut our losses. And my memory, though, is that Newport seemed to go for it a little bit more. Swindon were playing the ball rounds like they do, very contently and well. A couple of people around me were getting frustrated with that. The same sort of football we've been playing all season. Um, so it shouldn't be a shock. But there were a lot of, you know... How old throw-ins. How, how did you see the the 14 minutes between equaliser and winner?
3: I, th- I think, again, Newport had the better of it. Um, it. It actually was mostly from those long throws that they were dangerous. I think there was one where the ball kind of drops. Um, and I don't know who it was, but there was an attacker kind of bearing down and just Swindon managed to scramble it clear. I think maybe there was one point where Wallachop just managed to sort of collapse onto the ball, at one where... I believe it was i Hackenick hacking it clear and maybe rob hunt cleared one off the line some there's someone who cleared one off, oh gilbert cleared one off the line actually but that was before that was before that sorry i'm i'm a i'm a complete jumbled mess uh from those 14 minutes of stress it, it seems um i i was expecting us to go for it to be honest and i think we we did but we had to yeah we had to sort of uh ride the storm and you know once Newport had scored I think it was very clear that they were going to have the next five minutes and they were just going to throw everything at it I think they did um we've only drawn two away games this season we've won everything else the two get to the two away games that we drew um were Stevenage where we were losing and managed to get a penalty at the end and scored um but we had like thrown the kitchen sink at it and uh uh Northampton where I think they they equalised with about 10 minutes to go and then we still had two absolute killer chances to put the game to bed um in the final 10 minutes so I, th- I think Jack Payne was talking about this that they they, they want to go and win they don't want one point they want they want to win all three um and um it, I always feel that, that that's going to be the thing but yeah it was it was uh it was very sweet to to get that 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 goal at the end again really couldn't tell what had happened um in the flesh um just just from sort of the view that I had I thought it taken an absolute wild deflection uh Ben said it was uh, a beauty I think he said foie, uh, in the the LS pod WhatsApp group and I just thought what on earth am I seeing from here and then I realized it's a day sort of palming it into the turf and making it look like a much bigger deflection than it was. It's a very good finish, very good build-up as well. I mean, you have to speak about Gladwin plucking the ball out of the sky, um, shimmying past,
0: beautiful pass. It, it's a great goal. Yeah, there's so much to unpack from, from that, Connor. Um, firstly, commiserations to Ben for losing Ed Upson, who's now retired since Ben Gladwin's first touch and pass killed him out of the game. Is it true that you said foie while working about a Swindon Town goal? Is that is that another lie?
1: <laughs> no, that, that one is true, but uh, that, I, that was after <laughs> I did the coverage of it. And, you know, from a from a completely neutral perspective, it was a good goal. So, uh, so yeah, that I, I justify my foie. It was a was a good <laughs> goal.
0: I, I rated Joe Day quite considerably until he rejected, you know, a move to us last season, which I'm pretty sure was a thing he went to bristol rovers on loan instead he should have saved that i think no
1: i think jay will look back on that not particularly fondly but it's a it is a pretty good strike and jeremy yeah. one of the best goalkeepers in league 2 along with jojo wallacott so uh, i think <laughs> i think he's i think he's strong enough to, to bounce back from it but he probably will not want to send that one back in you know, harry
0: i'm absolutely sick of this professional capacity ben he's good he's good <laughs>
1: I'm getting ever more terrified of the email I'm going to get on Monday afternoon. So uh...
0: <laughs> he's good in a professional capacity, but when I wanted him to be unprofessional over the years, nothing. <laughs> just for the benefit of doubt, hashtag UTC. Just, just so. Uh, oh, just more
1: oh, good that's there. a shame.
0: That's a real shame. Oh, it's a lovely way to win a game because you know I don't think Swindon deserved to win that game. I think a point was about fair... Well, I think it was a fair reflection of the two performances. But, Connor, I don't care. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think to be honest,
3: a, f- a point wouldn't have flattered us, but we weren't the better team. Um, I think Newport were the better team over the 90. Um, and I think the fact that we managed to win it is a really good thing for us. I mean, considering the amount of games that we've been better in and not won, um, mostly at home, um, it is good to win undeservedly. Um, I think a lot of people would also make the you know the mark of champions not playing particularly well and 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 managing to find a way. I think we did play pretty well. I think Newport just played slightly better, um, but I think it's encouraging that we are managing to stay in games so that when creative players like Gladwin, Payne, Williams link up um, and, and do something, that um, we're in a position to get three points ra- rather than one. So. Yeah, it can't, can't complain at all. And uh, it it set up a very nice evening, sort of getting back to Wiltshire, uh, which, you know, you just, you, you want to be in a good mood after, after a day like that. So
0: um, yeah, look, just, just very enjoyable. Yeah. I, c- I couldn't really watch after Swindon took the lead for the final time. I kind of went to the sort of near the exit and was watching sort of with one eye really going on. Ben, what was what, at full time? What, what was the mood within the Newport camp? Was it of "I can't believe we've lost that"? Or was it kind of like well, that's one of those things? What, what What was the feeling? I'd love to know. <laughs> I think
1: uh, I think robbery is too much of an overstatement, but I can't think of a better word. But it was definitely um, Newport felt unjust. I, I, I suppose uh, there was definitely a sense that they, if, if any team was going to win that, it, would, it was going to be Newport and to uh, to defend myself against any accusation of bias. That was the, uh, the report from a couple of the, uh, the backroom staff at Swindon who I managed to hear while I was waiting for uh, Robbery to come out and do his post-match. So I think from both sides, there was a sense that Swindon might have might have got away with one on Saturday.
0: Oh, I want one of those robbery passports. Inject <laughs> it into my veins, please. <laughs> oh, 2-1, a victory. Uh, lovely. And is what you said there a moment connor about like like our home form was that a very home performance because you know i've not seen much of town at the county ground recently as i keep on whinging about was that akin to what we see at home no
3: i think it was less dominant i think most games at home we have a lot more of the ball than we did i think partly that's a function of newport being a team that also want to have the ball um but that was different i think we were looking more to counter than than we were i think what we do at home is try and camp on the edge of the 18 yard box and work and work an, an opening whereas um, it was very much more about i mean yeah they, they still overplay it at times but i think it, it they were trying to look and play a little bit more kind of vertically and, and you know get a shot quicker than we might have done at home so i, th- I think it was probably how we'd usually set up to play away. There was maybe like um, a little bit less spark than we, we've had in sort of a few of the last couple of wins. But I think, yeah, Newport, obviously were sort of coming to pose us questions, which a lot of the teams that we've played at home this season haven't really done. Um, and that, that, that's probably the difference I'd say. Um, but probably in terms of sort of, you know, I not not putting the best performance in, maybe maybe that's the parallel I draw um but yeah, in terms of style, I think um it's quite a different game and i I do think that the, the the point that people are making um that sort of we we probably need to find a different way to win at home is is definitely a, a good one and um it'll be interesting over the next week with two two big home games um that are hopefully both winnable to see if we can turn that around because you know we're the best team in the league away. With the worst team currently at home, so um, it would be good to uh, kind of even out only by starting to become good at home, not by <laughs> dipping in the away form at all.
2: Volley it up back into the Swindon half, easy for Odemayo to knock down. Great touch Great from Gladwin touch. to bring
0: the ball down. Gladwin plays in pain here. Payne's just outside the penalty area, he's got four Newport players. Oh! but that doesn't matter! Yeah, a finish. As Jack Payne cracks the ball in what from the fan. edge of the area. To- That time again where I read out listeners' contributions. Thank you to all of those who sent something in. We start with Josh Phelps. He says anything could have happened after Tiny Rebel, and I'd have been good as a post-lockdown long quest to taste those mighty hops in the world was fulfilled. Was akin to a game of chess with both sides playing very similar styles, waiting for that breakthrough. Read was stellar as always. And was Josh's man of the match? He also says, P.S. Up the electric boogaloo, baby. Quite. Paul says, Not our fluent best away performance, but job done. Thought Penn before we scored first goal, as hand deflected it away from goal. Bit indecisive defending at times. Thankfully, Dion was solid. Man of the match, Ben Gladwin. A Rolls Royce in midfield. Mish says, AK my man of the match. Miss McCurdy, Reed, Gladwin, superb. Simpson offered little. Chris, when thinking about man of the match, simply says, JoJo, easily. Neil says, We ground it out. Reed and Payne close, but Conroy, man of the match for me, as an absolute rock and started numerous attacks. Jason C says Jojo man of the match Gilbert was off the pace and in my opinion isn't a forward and brings out the worst in Simpson. We were sloppy all over the park and we were lucky to win. Tom E says fairly even game overall but Towns midfield quality edged it. Gladwin man of the match Reed and Jojo's consistency is exceptional. We miss McCurdy's tenacity glad he'll be available for Hartleypool. Matt A proper away performance. What a touch and pass from Gladwin for the winner. Everyone works so hard all over the pitch. Wallacott, man of the match, some very important saves. Joseph Seymour says, gritty, gutsy away win. Perfect. Mitchell says, surely another example of why Jojo is our best player this season. Some big saves and key points. Big shout out to Gladwin though. Andy DB says, as always, fought the ref and assistants were naff. Reed was fantastic, but JoJo, man of the match for me. They looked like scoring each time they crossed the ball. Not sure we got the best out of Gilbert, Simpson or Williams. A very satisfying win nonetheless. Jimmy Legg says, great win. Just about edged it, but a draw wouldn't have been criminal. Officiating was dog-turd, but scraped to a win their own goal was an absolute peach of an header Payne took his goal very well absolutely buzzing to have seen town win again he also finishes by saying jojo and reed both deserve man of the match but Reedy just shades it rob b says this was the biggest test for a while a place we would normally crumble not today dug in and got a fantastic result Very much looking forward to Tuesday night. Making my way from Colchester for a lovely game under the lights. Good vibes for a good win. Pain dog, ledge. Come on, you Reds. Russell Arkley says, Got away with one today, but showed character when things were not going our way. Johnny Williams changed the game when he came on. Man of the match, our Kess. Bernie Man says, Was a good game. Both teams deserve something from it, but the Garner model of cautious first half... 0 0 at halftime and more attacking second half with fresh legs played out perfectly today. Man of the match, JoJo. He was pivotal to delivering that plan today. Not sure what Gilbert brings above JML. Merryman says first half was messy at the back and up front. Loose touches and stray passes all over. Could have easily been a goal down at the break. Second half, much better. Lots of pressure with another fantastic finish from Payne. My man of the match. Is it obvious now what our January shopping list looks like? Mr. Jason says there weren't many standout performances today. I forgot Simpson was even playing. Gilbert had a poor game and looks soft when challenged. Jojo is quality, and we really need to tie him down to a contract. Payne and Reed are vital for us, and hope neither picks up an injury. Wardier says, We win away, we win away, we win away, we win away, as we say, but not pretty, but very professional. From Simpsons running to Jojo saves at key points in the game. Man of the match, well, Payne sneaks it. Just for the winner. Gladwin's control and pass for the winner was quality. David T says, not the best game today. And Gilbert didn't have the greatest game. First half, we just didn't want to have a shot. And second half, we passed it around and used pain more. Man of the match was Dion Conroy. He controlled the back line very well. And finally, Pete Marsh, who says, Miss McCurdy. What a royal pain in the neck he is to opposition. Man of the match, Conroy, who needed to be on his best today, as Newport were full of threat and confidence. JoJo was also key to getting three points at halftime. I would have been happy with the point. Thank you very much. So there we go then. Views very much uh, reflect most of what we've discussed not our best performance but fantastic to get a victory i think about 7 6 or 7 different players got nominated for man of the match but the winner of the listeners man of the match is jojo wallacott and it was a solid jojo wallacott display but do we agree connor
3: um i i well i think i said earlier i don't think i would put jojo wallacott forward as man of the match um using my own criteria um, but i can see why people have said that um for me, it's probably a it's a, it's a toss-up between Gladwin and Payne. Uh, for me, I think Gladwin was was excellent, really good on the ball. Um, you know, I think there's an, I can only remember sort of like one time where he really sort of dallied on it and gave it away, which is kind of the weak point in his game. But there's there's so much positive, and in in terms of the second goal, just plucking it out of the sky, um, shimmying, like I said, past his man. I could watch that on repeat um, quite easily uh payne all energy bothering away um he, he creates so much from his sort of his runs from deep um and I think we've we finally I think we found like the perfect way to, to play him and he seems to be enjoying um playing away from home a good goal. Uh I think I think Payne's not maybe got quite the credit that he probably has deserved so far this season so I'm going to go for Jack Payne as my man of the match uh, just because I I can't really decide between the two and I've given it to Gladwin a couple of times recently so um Payne
0: it is from me a lot of me wants to give it to Gladwin because the person behind me the whole (laughs) game was on Gladwin's back you know get him off get him off Ghana (laughs) and all that all that stuff Ben in an unprofessional capacity who stood out for you for Swindon?
1: Uh I would have to say he who's keeping everything out that the Newport threw at him. And I don't think there was any stand-up player for Newport. I think it was a good team collective, and and Swindon weathered it quite well, managed to managed to get the win. So I I would also go for Wallocott, who had had a pretty decent game. So well done to him.
0: Yeah, well done to him. He gets the listeners' contribution. Payne gets the Low Strangers one. I'm happy for Payne to get that for the spreadsheet. Well, there we go. Okay, so Really, a lot to work on. There seems to be a couple of obvious possible changes in the, in the starting eleven for the the Hartlepool game. Connor, read my mind. What, what do you think I'm thinking?
3: I am imagining that you're rotating Gilbert out, um, and then the question is whether you do Williams or McCurdy. I can't. I can't imagine who else you would be sort of talking about rotating. You'd maybe wing backs in terms of. I mean, we're kind of playing all of the ones that we can do. Centre backs limited with what we can do.
0: Midfield, I think picks itself. Is... Yep, it's it's. I think I think McCurdy comes in for JML instead of oh, ahead of JML. I should say. Um, I think Gilbert goes to the bench and um, and McCurdy does his thing um, against Hartlepool. Hopefully,
3: I I, I really hope so. I, I really want this sort of monkey off our back because I I think. It's probably in our heads rather than a real thing, um, but we do need to put some points on the board at home just so that we have that that positive reinforcement and that we are a good side. And as soon as we we put maybe one, uh, maybe two or three home wins together, um, I will pronounce us champions of League Two. I think um, so. I, that's a joke, but I, I will I will feel a lot more confident about um, our, our bid to get back to League One. And um, so, fingers crossed. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think probably. The fact we've had a little bit of a break will do us good. I think we we probably had to feel our way back in a little bit on on Saturday. I think you could see a little bit of um, rust um, on on there. We've probably w- worked it out of our systems now, and um, all systems go for Hartley and building towards what will be a busy December by by all accounts.
0: Yeah, when when we talk about home form, and I I. I... I'm wary of of dipping into presser chat with a presser, no doubt coming in thick and fast, you know, unbeaten at home. And yet, what are we, five points away from Forest Green at top? And that, that is kind of damning of our home form, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, I,
3: I think I saw a, a, a split and we have the, the worst home form in the league, I believe. I mean, we've played quite a few less home games than, than most other teams, like two or three less than quite a few, but um, it's it's not great. So let's hope that that picks up. But, you know, even if it doesn't, we've got quite a few away games coming up um, in the next few weeks. So uh, there will still be something to enjoy. Ben, where are you going on
1: Tuesday? I am off to Crawley. So that'll be fun. Oh, there we to go. That. Well, that, that, I think
0: that, <laughs> that'll do. Somehow we've got an hour out of that, which is absolutely baffling. But I enjoyed every second of every minute unlike Ben who in an unprofessional capacity zoned out but Connor thank you very much Thank you. And Ben it's always good to have you back. Nice to be briefly back Rich. Aww. Thanks everyone Bye try the Hello, Strangers is an independent podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening.
2: Come on, Swindon. (laughs) Hi, Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy,